fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into the program. A whole new week, starting off a whole new day. I know you're excited about it. Well, I guess you're wrapping up your day. But hey... The first day of the week is over, it's done, and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it is by far the greatest week of the entire year because we have St. Patrick's Day just a couple days away, which I know you are just as excited about that one as I am. Welcome into the program. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station of KQAM all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and uh, podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. Your Millennial General reporting for duty, as we do every day. No guests today. You and I chit in the chat all together. Just being intimate, just at the corner bar, having a drink, talking about the issues of the day. That's what this program is going to be about, because there's a lot to talk about. And there's some things I want to think about on a grander scale than what the media gives you, like usual. We try to unveil those layers of the onion, talk about things just a little bit deeper. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. It was a fun one. I was super busy, but nonetheless, it was awesome. I had our state Republican convention here in the grand state of Kansas, where we got to see some great speakers, meet some great individuals. I hadn't been to a political event like that in a while, and I got to see people that I haven't seen in a very long time. And for those of you that did come out to it, it is always so good to see you. Thank you so much for telling me you listen to the program and that you uh, follow us here on the show. I love that. It warms my heart, and uh, it shows that we're doing something fun and entertaining and productive here on the show. So thank you for that. For those that weren't able to make it, I, I do travel outside of the state of Kansas on occasion as well, so we can get you and, and meet with you in other places as well, which I would like to do more this year now that COVID-19 is starting to lift with some of the mandates. You know, go and speak to one of your Republican conventions or something, hint, hint, wink, wink. So I uh, would love to get out there and do that with you as well. You can always email me, network at gmail.com. All right, we got a lot to get to today. We have some more issues with Russia and the Ukraine. We have a bizarre world right now between Democrat and Republicans. There are two stories that I want to focus on here in the first part of the show. And I'm going to talk about each of these separately, but they have a uniting force to them, and they really show a grander picture that we need to step out on with the 30,000-foot view of the political scene of 2022 in a good way, I think, in a good way, because those that are upset about the two-party system, now is your time to listen up and pay attention. Those of you that may be an independent or those of you that may be a libertarian, uh, listen up. It's okay, because now is the time for us to act and move and do something substantial and productive Hang tight, and I'll get to it in a second, and I'll show you. There is, uh, I guess this is our What's Trending Story of the Day. Why not? Let's do it. What's Trending Today. So, story number one. I am <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm applauding, but I'm also laughing at the great Joe Manchin, Senator Joe Manchin, the uh, Democrat, who is just ruffling the feathers of the Democrats left and right. They can't do anything with this guy. They, he's throwing the wrench in the system that Democrats, by the way, absolutely despise. For those that may not follow politics quite as tough, let's give you a quick rundown between the difference of Republican politics and Democrat politics. Republicans like 
differences. We love, at least me personally, we love primary elections. We love widening the umbrella, sometimes a little bit too much to where we get too many moderate rhino Republicans that don't stand for Republican values, but realize it's easier to get elected as a Republican because you know that the constituents actually want Republican things, so you pretend it. So Republicans sometimes widen the umbrella too much, but we love challenging each other's ideas. As conservatives, we love to expand our thought. We love debate, and when I mean debate, I mean a healthy, constructive, positive, evolving debate to where we can challenge each other's ideas to strengthen each other's ideas. As you know, that if you want to become invincible, you have to find your Achilles heel because every superhero or every demigod in all the stories throughout society, they always had their demigod that was invincible except for that one weakness. Hercules had the weakness of, at least in the cartoon story, the Disney story, of the girl because he fell in love and he had that weakness of emotion. Uh, You see the story of Troy where you had the Achilles heel that was shot and therefore uh, the demigod was destroyed. So you had these stories where there's always that weakness. And in order to fix that weakness, you have to accept there's a weakness, challenge it, and try to beef it up. That's what Republicans do in our debates all the time when it comes to a very uh, um, um, heated, emotional primary process. I love that. Democrats don't do that. In fact, they despise that. They like the top-down overbearing, this is what we say at the top, and we've run it for so long that we will never give up power until we're actually dead in the seat. We're going to continue, and then we just give the marching orders downward, and everybody just kind of falls in line, and we don't want to. If outside of this last election, if you ever listen to a Democrat primary, they all just agree with each other. And the only debate that they actually have is how much further they can push the envelope to try and win over their quote-unquote base that is left-wing extreme progressive socialists. It's not about what's the best. It's about who can go the farthest to give away more things. Very different concept from what we usually see in Republican primaries. But that's changing a little bit. And the Democrats don't know how to handle change. They call us conservatives because we like things. Why fix it if it's not broken? Things are going well. We just need to kind of keep it as is. But Democrats really don't like change either. That's why you still see Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin and all the other guys that are still in charge still in charge. And they won't let the new fresh young blood come up. They wouldn't even let a new Kennedy come up after doing the uh, presidential uh, State of the Union rebuttal a few years ago when Trump was still in office. They don't like anybody new. And it's showing because now they're starting to crumble because the party is changing whether they actually want it to or not. Joe Manchin is a perfect example of that because he not only stopped the Build Back Better plan back in December and January, but now he's throwing a wrench in the system with some of the confirmations from the Biden administration, which is looking really, 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 really bad for Democrats going into a midterm election who can't unite under one happy-go-lucky, sing kumbaya, holding hands umbrella of Democrat socialism right now with the Biden administration desperate to get a win. Now, headline to CNBC with that really big buildup here is that Joe Manchin is opposing Sarah Bloom Raskin for the nominee to the Federal Reserve. Now, it's a close margin already. They were going to need all the Democrat support that they could possibly get, and they're not going to have it because Joe Manchin's going to stop it and said that uh, he doesn't agree with her public statements that have failed to satis- uh, satisfactorily address my concerns about the critical importance of financing in all of the above energy policy. The White House fired back saying that uh, the 
Criticism came with uh, individuals that had close ties with the energy industry, so it's really quaffling over what she supports, what she doesn't support with financing through the Federal Reserve. Now, for you and I as conservatives, we don't have really a beef in this fight because they're not going to choose a single person that's going to be constructive in the Federal Reserve because we probably shouldn't have a Federal Reserve in the federal government. We shouldn't have the Federal Reserve because it's unconstitutional. It's a private bank that's financing our entire government, and you wonder where our money goes. Who's deciding to raise interest rates? Who's deciding to print money? Who's deciding this quantitative easing, really, really stupid process? It's the Federal Reserve. They do this crap. It needs to go away. So I don't like anybody in the position. So especially someone that Joe Biden's going to pick while he's going on his whole socialist campaign. I'm just going to oppose anybody. Create a little anarchy in the system. Cause a stir and just cause some unrest. Try and stall it as long as possible. That would be my philosophy. And that's probably the philosophy of many Republicans in there. But Joe Manchin, not liking where she stands on some issues, knowing that he's going into a midterm election in a very moderate state that went for Trump in the last couple of elections, he needs to play the fine line. And right now, he's standing against the Democrat status quo to go against the nomination for that Federal Reserve, and it's causing a stir in the Democrat Party. I applaud him. And I'm really supporting Joe Manchin, which leads to part of the argument for the second story that I want to tie in to this one. Here's the second one. There's a clash politically between two individuals, a Republican and a Democrat. And while it may seem surprising, I again am supporting the Democrat in this situation. Dash. Dash, what is he talking about? How could Andy possibly be supporting a Democrat? Here's the headline from Newsmax. The battle is between... Mitt Romney, which is kind of a failed Republican, and Tulsi Gabbard, Congresswoman and Democrat from the state of Hawaii, who, by the way, just spoke at the, as a Democrat, spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference and nailed it. I mean, she was spot on with her uh, discussion about faith and, and spirituality and her religion and standing up for God and trying to stand for conservative principles and having faith in those decision makings. She nailed it, and she... I thought did a phenomenal job at CPAC this year. And the fact that someone who I don't agree with, obviously, all of her stances, I don't believe in her uh, social programs as the socialist. I don't believe in a lot of things that she does. And it's okay to disagree on some things and agree on other things. I know, again, today, that's a very controversial statement to make. But you can agree with someone on some issues and disagree on other issues. And this one, I agree with Tulsi Gabbard as they have gone back and forth on the Tweety. Now, apparently, we just make political decisions on the Twitter pages. But Mitt Romney came out against Tulsi Gabbard for her comments that she made, according to Newsmax.com, about the biological labs in Ukraine. Quote, Tulsi Gabbard is parroting false Russian propaganda. Her treasonous lies may well cost lives. That was according to Mitt Romney saying that, no, there are no uh, U.S. biological labs in the Ukraine and, you know, you can't be talking about this stuff and that has nothing to do with the whole invasion from Russia. Now, that doesn't justify Russia to go and slaughter a whole bunch of civilians and take over an entire nation to reunite the Soviet Union. I don't agree with that in any way, shape or form. But is it part of it? I don't know. Are they there? Yeah, they're there. Does it have any influence on the attack? I have no clue. I don't want the Russians taking over U.S. labs because that would be really dangerous if we do have them there, which we do. But in a response, Tulsi Gabbard reported earlier today on her Tweety page, quote, You've called me a treasonous liar for stating the facts that there are 25-plus U.S.-funded biolabs in the Ukraine, which, if breached, would release and spread deadly pathogens to U.S. world 
in the world and therefore must be secured in order to prevent new pandemics. Bizarrely, you claim that securing these labs or even calling them securing these labs is treasonous and will lead to a loss of life with that exact opposite is obviously true. The spread of pathogens is what will cause the loss of life, not the prevention of such spread. She goes on to say to say, please provide evidence that what I said is untrue and treasonous. If you cannot, you should do the honorable thing and apologize and resign from the Senate. So the squabbling between Mitt Romney and Tulsi Gabbard is fascinating to me. The fact that we're supporting Democrats over a hack, spineless, wannabe Republican is even more fascinating to me. And between the two stories that I just read with Joe Manchin standing up against the Democrat status quo and Tulsi Gabbard standing up to be more of a conservative Republican than even Mitt Romney, which we already knew Mitt Romney was kind of a hack Republican anyways, really shows right now that we need to be raising the massive flag of unity to anybody that is semi-conservative, that is semi-libertarian, that is semi-even moderately Democrat, that we can stand because this is no longer a party issue that used to be a very simple thing back in the day. George W. Bush, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. Bill Clinton, you're a Republican or a Democrat. You know, the battle between Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich, that was a typical party politics thing. Now, the lines are being blurred because people are beginning to wake up to what's really going on of the fact that either you believe in reality or you don't. That you believe in common sense or you don't. The battle is now becoming an ideological and a philosophical split as opposed to a partisan party split. And I see that as a good thing. Now, in my warped mind, I also see that as an opportunity to say, hey, libertarians, I know that you've been shunned out of the Republican Party. It's time to unite with conservatives again to put away the differences on social issues and other things to unite and to beat out the socialists that are trying to take over this country right now. We have a major opportunity to do something really, really good right now because the party lines are starting to blur. We're supporting people that we normally haven't supported in the past just because of the political affiliation. We can do something really cool with this and utilize this opportunity. Back after this. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We have a unique opportunity right now to really start waking up those on the other side of the aisle. The pendulum has swung too far to the left. Many on the Democrat side are realizing, wait a second, I don't quite like what's going on. Or they just don't like the Biden administration. Either way, conservatives have an opportunity here to not just reach the regular base of Republican voters and support that we have, but to actually go out and win new people over, to win the younger people over. That's what we do on this show. A little bit edgier, obviously a little bit younger than other talk show hosts predominantly. Growing all over the place, which thank you for that. And I love the support that we're seeing from not just in Kansas, but all over the country. You guys are amazing. Looking a little funny, not looking like the typical straight-laced Republican kind of guy. We're trying to reach new individuals, and it's working very much so. So we thank you for that. But this is our opportunity. People, I, I think the... Maybe the younger generation, the the millennial generation, my generation, that was like, oh yeah, socialism and the AOCs and the and the whole thing. Like, yeah, that's starting to go to the wayside now, and they're realizing that you can't sustain that. When Democrats are starting to walk away from Biden because he's such a disaster, which we'll get to in a second as well, because now even Russia is trying to utilize and take advantage of that situation uh, because of how weak the Biden administration looks and how America as a whole is looking from the outside, looking in as a people when our leadership just does know what the hell they're doing now is the time we rally the base and we get new people into our party to let them know now what republicans have done ah you call that conservative what about this person what about that person we're not talking about individual ideologues we're talking about a concept of the three pillars of conservatism and what we actually believe in and what it can do for the individual speaking of by the way over the weekend not only was there some awesome conventions going on politically but there was also it's almost like CPAC every weekend when you see this guy out on the campaign trail just rallying tens of thousands of people still and they even get out in the cold to go see him we have a president representing our country at the most important time in history who is physically and mentally challenged (laughs) the fake news said my personality would get us into a war. I'm telling you, that guy's going to get us into a war. But actually, my personality is what kept us out of war. Boy, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, he definitely knows how to rally the crowd. People just want to hear Donald Trump speak. They just want to hear what he has to say. And he goes off some script. He goes off the teleprompter. He just rolls it off. But it's so good. It's almost like CPAC every weekend. If you want to refuel your tank of politics to get you in the mode to help campaign, to get you in the mode to go do things and actually be a part of the change, just go listen to this, this guy speak. I mean, even though he's not the most coherent sometimes, and you're like, wait, what did he just say? And he maybe says things a little bit too differently in his New Yorker. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just kind of the New York thing. That's why we had our segment of uh, what Donald Trump really meant to say is because sometimes you just had to break it down. All right, we get what you're trying to say here, Donald Trump. You're just not doing a very good job of doing it. But then 
all of a sudden that he just hits things too that are just the soundbite beautifulness that just makes Republicans hearts sing. Because we are Americans and Americans kneel to God and kneel to God alone. I mean, right now, that's, I think, a kind of an important clip as we go into a time where the belief in religion continues to dwindle, or at least a higher power, because of government. And we've read that stat over and over, that as government size grows, that people believing in a higher power begin to dwindle because they start to believe the government is the higher power to look towards for the answers. Hey, something bad happened. Hey, a a shooting. Government, do something. Instead of just figuring it out on your own and actually making your community a better place and realizing that there's someone else there to actually help out with that sort of thing. But instead, government, do so, pass a resolution, pass some legislation, do something. Please, oh, powerful government, please take care of me and make me feel safe with my wonderful safety net of social programs. <laughs> and it doesn't quite work that way. I think, and again, this is my optimism speaking, I think that we're starting to see it and the pendulum's beginning to swing back the other way. The funny part is it's swinging back only after a year of seeing what that side's actually doing because it's that bad. Yeah. Got to take a break. When we come back right after the bottom of the hour, we'll shift gears a little bit. What is going on with the Russia and the Ukraine? And oh, by the way, this all ties in in an overall theme for the program today. What's going on with the media and how's Russia taking advantage of us in this situation right now? Lots more coming up. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, it flies right on by halfway through the program already. The fastest hour of radio on radio. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you. Love you to death. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday. We have a laundry list of guests coming up throughout this week. No guests today, just you and I kind of chit the chat, getting a little intimate at the side of the bar, chatting about, you know, the philosophies of life. <laughs> because we are your political th- philosopher and political therapist, and we just try to work through those issues, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, today, actually, our guest that we had today had to reschedule. We'll have him on the program on uh, Friday this week. Uh, by the way, just a programming note for you on Wednesday, you're not going to want to miss it. Paul Manafort is the former Trump campaign manager for the Trump campaign of 2016. 
He's written a book. He's going to talk about some of the latest investigations going on, the whole January 6th committee investigations, the uh, Ukrainian and Russian investigations, Ukraine and uh, the uh, uh, the Mueller paper and the whole Clinton scandal. And uh, he'll just talk about all that. So I'll have him on right at the kickoff of the program at uh, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time when we're live here uh, in Kansas. And uh, he'll be joining us live on the show on Wednesday. Don't want to miss that one. That'll be uh, fun. We've had him on a few times before as well, and a uh, great guest. So looking forward to chatting with him. Speaking of, here's our other What's Trending of the Day. What's Trending Today. So I told you the Biden administration not really doing favors for the Democrat Party, which really is what led to the victory of Donald Trump, because people said, I've had enough, enough of this hope and change crap. We need something a little bit different. At the same time, I want to give you, for those that may not be on the inside scoop, the behind the scenes of the political realm, uh, there's obviously a lot that goes on there, and some just don't have a chance or don't want to know what's going on internally because it's very frustrating. But the political games continue to be played all the time. All the time. For both sides, it's just what the way politics is. And I'm a dork and I'm weird because I apparently enjoy some of that stuff. And I understand it and I get it and I've been around it long enough. Uh, but it is fun to watch. It fascinates me watching the political games behind the scene. The problem is now is that Joe Biden is unfortunately falling for the same stuff as Barack Obama. Barack Obama destroyed the Democrat Party because while he was president of the United States, he did not invest the time the money, and the energy into the grassroots at the statewide levels, the state parties. They like that hierarchical. They talk about the trickle-down economics, and they blame Republicans for trickle-down. They are the ultimate tier-topped pyramid-style trickle-down of a regime because they have all the centralized power at the top, and then nothing gets to the bottom. It's really a reverse upside-down pyramid because all the power is hanging out at the top with the elites. But I guess it is a pyramid because it's only the select few elites, and then everybody else kind of gets crap. Here's the point. During Barack Obama's presidency, he didn't invest any money at the statewide levels for their Democrat parties. He didn't invest in the grassroots for the local campaigns. So everything was centralized at the federal level and the local stuff in the counties and in the cities and in the states all over the nation. They didn't have the support of the DNC federally to try and get them into elections. And they bombed big time because Barack Obama didn't know how to invest in those parties. Republicans are really good because we do invest in the local parties. I've, only, I've told you many times before, if you want to get involved in politics, start off with being a precinct committee person in your area. You can help getting people registered to vote. You can help knock on doors and help out campaigns. You can help make phone calls. You can just show up to meetings. The best part is when a state legislator or a congressional seat or someone steps down from a seat, then you are the one in a special election as a precinct committee person to go and actually vote internally within the party to choose the replacement, meaning you as the grassroots individual that may not have any political experience that just wants to do something for your community, you get to set the tone for the party based on the candidates that you select. That's kind of awesome, isn't it? You get to make endorsements for your local area for state legislators. Democrats don't like this system at all. In fact, even when they have their primaries, they have what they call their superdelegates in their primary system to where elected officials get to have a vote and their vote counts in multiple voices or percentage-wise of the influence based on choosing a candidate in a primary election, meaning you as the voter, you get to vote, but the superdelegate, maybe the governor, maybe a congressional person, maybe a, a state legislator, maybe whoever, they're been, they're chosen as a superdelegate for the party. They get to vote, and they have like three votes compared to year one because, by golly, they're an elected official, and they're super-duper important. Republicans don't do that. We want to hear from you. The elected official doesn't get to vote on that you get to vote on that and that's pretty awesome the difference between the party 
I'm laying out the scene here to show you how the Democrats are in a hurt right now going into the midterms. Joe Biden, in international even, let's grant this even to the Russian-Ukrainian war, Joe Biden in the Biden administration is, to put this in layman's terms for, not for you, but for many on the other side of the aisle trying to grasp this concept and understand why he's so unpopular, Joe Biden is playing a game of checkers while the rest of the world is playing a game of 3D chess. Joe Biden is trying to play regular checkers while the rest of the world is playing a game of Chinese checkers, and Joe Biden doesn't understand why they're able to make the moves that they're making because he's stuck in a two-dimensional regular checkers board mentality, which he probably should be in a nursing home somewhere, but he's not, so he's trying to play it with all of our lives, and it's failing miserably. And for those that don't know how to play Chinese checkers, is it still a thing? I have a Chinese checkers board at home. Is that like culturally appropriating or something if you play Chinese checkers? I don't know. I love Chinese checkers. It's although my wife kicks my butt at it every single time and I don't know why. But it's a great game. And if you know the board, the board looks different. You can jump over everybody. You can do like a whole string and go down the entire board in one single move. You can't do that in checkers. And they're five steps ahead and he's trying to figure out what movie he's going to make to slide to the next one. That's the difference between the Biden administration and the rest of the world right now. Now, the powers that be that are the superpowers trying to make a dominant stand in the world are recognizing the fact that he's playing an entirely different game right now and that he has no clue what the hell's going on because he's reactionary, he's delayed, he's emotional, kind of like my current governor in the state of Kansas. (laughs) Ah, See what I did there? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, tying those two in together. He's reactionary, and he doesn't know how to play the long-term game because he's using, number one, the Biden strategy, or the Obama strategy, which is how we got into the situation prior to Donald Trump when people said, I've had it, and I'm it's done, and I'm, I'm done with it. I'm, I've had enough. The second part is he just doesn't know how to play this, which is really odd for a guy who's been in office, an elected official for like 50-plus years. Nonetheless, Joe Biden is a little behind on the international issues. Now, why do I bring this up? There's a new headline, according to One American News Network, where, I'm sorry, this is Mediate.com. This is a different one, Mediate.com, where there's a new memo from the Russian government that's saying to, according to them, in this Russian government report and memo, they're instructed on their nice propaganda news, you know, Russians are kind of the ultimate in propaganda, that they are instructing their media to play condensed clips to promote Fox News in Tucker Carlson. I mean, okay. Now, of course, the obvious question is why. Why would they be wanting to be promoting Fox News in Tucker Carlson? I mean, I guess it's pretty simple. According to them, they say that uh, that Fox News and Tucker Carlson has been promoting the criticizing of the United States government, Joe Biden, obviously, and NATO. And therefore, there's tension within the Republican Party. There's tension within America as a whole. And the Russians are using that propaganda to show their people, hey, look, the United States right now is not unified in this messaging. They're very critical of their own administration. Their own administration is trying to set this type of tone. Their own administration is trying to set this type of agenda. They're not liking it. The Republicans are critical of this. Look at this. The the U.S., the United States is in turmoil right now, and it's all because of Fox News and Tucker Carlson, and we can take advantage of this situation. you got to remember, the Russians are experts when it comes to propaganda and brainwashing their people and brainwashing their citizens into either not knowing what's going on or having a very unique, twisted perspective on issues. Now, this is dangerous because, obviously, what we're doing is very smart. 
We're criticizing our administration for how they're handling a situation to make it better. We're trying to do our best to tighten up the Achilles heel. Do I like the Biden administration? No, I don't like the Biden administration. Would I help it make it better to where we could live better as a nation? Absolutely, I would. If Joe Biden sat down with me and said, hey, give me some tips on what I could do to do better, I'm not going to say you're an idiot, get out of here, I don't want to deal with you, although that would be really fun. I would say, look, if you're honestly going to be running this nation, here's what I would recommend. So that way, go ahead, do your thing, because at the end of the day, I want us to be safe. I don't want a World War III. I want us to be cranking nicely with an economy and with freedom and with limited government. So I would give my two bits, and I would hope that he would take some of it and morph it into his own concept and do his own thing. All the power to him. We want this nation to be great. This nation is great. We need leadership to reflect that greatness, and right now we do not have that. So, of course, we're going to be critical. But the Russians, of course, in their scheming of let's just throw the wrench in the system, cause the anarchy, is now using bits of us criticizing our own administration to propagandize their people to say, look, America's torn, and they're supporting us. Look at what we're doing because even members of the U.S. are supporting our agenda. Andy, why does it matter what the Russians have to say and feel about us? Here's why it matters. is because what they do then with our twisted, vile, left-wing, wannabe journalist socialists in this nation, in the mainstream media, they now look at this step from what the Russians are doing to come back against Republicans. Because in the, in, I told you, we're going deep inside the inner world of politics and trying to look at all of these layers because the media is not going to tell you this. Other talk shows aren't going to tell you this either. The layers of the onion are extremely deep. And the media recognizes that with the unpopularity of the Democrats, the unpopularity of what their agenda is, and with the lack of any victories that they've had, now the only thing that they have is, oh, look, the Russians like the Republicans. The Russians like what Republicans are doing. The Russians like conservative media in their criticizing of it. Look at that. Republicans and Russians must be working together. See how it all ties in there? They're taking advantage of our weakness because of the division that we have, which we have this division because of a weak leader, which we want to try and strengthen, try and strengthen up that Achilles heel, trying to make us as a better nation. We're trying to do some constructive criticism here to tell you, hey, maybe we should do, do things different. The Russians take advantage of it, and now our media is taking advantage of that situation to say, <laughs> look at that. The Republicans are working with the Russians. The Russians like what the Republicans are doing. You're not standing up for America. You hate us. And they're going to use that going into the midterm elections. Isn't politics fun? Of reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here at the show goes by way too fast. I don't care what anybody else says. This is the fastest hour of radio on radio. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Speaking of, by the way, the mixing of the political philosophies right now. And again, the uh, the party politics doesn't really matter right now in the sense that it used to because there is a lot of blending. We have uh, solid Democrats that are starting to stop the Democrat agenda. Like, oh, I don't know, uh, we have Joe Manchin, we have Tulsi Gabbard, we have others. Then we have Republicans that are just stopping the Republicans. And I've told you this before, Republicans are their own worst enemy. They always have been, and I unfortunately believe they always will be. There's obviously always going to be the greater threat of the progressive agenda with the socialists and with the ones that try to swing that pendulum just a little bit too far because remember once you swing it too far it sticks and it doesn't go back and that's a major issue but uh so we and we have those really trying to push that right now with uh alexandria ocasio-cortez and others that are just doing really dumb things in this nation but nonetheless we have other republicans that are causing some major issues right now we have Liz Cheney that is now being essentially shunned from 60-70% of the Democrat or the uh, she should be a Democrat. She's being shunned by the Republicans in the state of Wyoming. What is she doing to try and get reelected? Oh yeah, she is um, trying to work with Democrats to get funds to be reelected. Not Republicans, she's working with Democrats. The question is is she going to change her political affiliation probably not but you have Mitt Romney you have Liz Cheney you have Ben Sass you have Lisa Murkowski you have Susan Collins you have a lot of individuals within the Republicans that are our own worst enemy that are harming this conservative agenda when we have an opportunity to do some really really cool stuff Uh, so I find that kind of interesting on the front of Russia Ukraine the U.S. where we all tie in and the three-way game that's being played right now uh, with all this. We have the propaganda coming from Russia saying that uh, Republicans are supporting them and that there's a weakness within the United States to really expose and capitalize on that weakness that we do. And we have to admit, as a nation, in order, again, for us to get better and to strengthen that Achilles heel, we have to recognize our weaknesses, we have to target them, and we have to grow them to make them better. And right now, we have a weakness that is the Joe Biden administration. Unfortunately, that's the uh, weakness that's really running the nation as a whole. So we're pretty brittle right now. And the Russians sense it. They smell it. 
they recognize it and they're capitalizing on it by trying to politicize what we're saying by playing clips of Fox News and, and Tucker Carlson and other Republicans trying to capitalize on the fact that we have individuals that are criticizing the government. Now, you got to remember over there, they don't like criticism of their government. And when you do criticize the government, then you probably get thrown in jail into a gulag where you don't get seen for another 30 years. So that's a major issue on there, and they don't quite recognize it. And the people over there don't understand the difference between how they operate and how we operate. So it's very effective in their in their uh, propaganda machine that they punch out there. But we need to clean up that weakness. Now, again, I'm hoping that maybe through this, and again, this is the eternal, you know, uh, glass half full eternal optimism that I always have as a talk show host, and I've always been this way on and off the radio, is that I'm really hoping this could be a life lesson for many to learn, especially on the other side of the aisle. Democrats, socialists that love the big government, that love the centralized government mindset, what's happening right now? You have United Nations, because you're all about the UN and global this and global that and globalization's all great and wonderful. You have a United Nations right now that is wanting to investigate Russia for war crimes and crimes against humanity, rightfully so. We see them bombing schools. We see them bombing nursing homes. We see them bombing hospitals, like maternity wards of hospitals. It's sick. And do they need to be investigated for war crimes and crimes against humanity? Absolutely. We know it's happening, so like we don't need an investigation. We just need to turn on the TV and watch it and see these things actually happen. But is it going to happen? Probably not. Probably not. Well, why, Andy? And the side of the aisle that's all about the humanitarian efforts and about the you know rights of this person and the rights of that person and the rights of this and the rights of that, they are the ones supporting the United Nations that will probably never investigate. Why? Because Russia is a major contributor to the United Nations. They're a major vote in the United Nations, and nothing will ever happen to them. Nothing will ever happen to them. So kind of the cycle of life thing right now, isn't it? We create an entity, government for this example, that does oversight of the private sector or over nations or over whatever based on the level that you're looking at. You create an entity to do the oversight to hold them accountable. You don't hold the entity that you create accountable because they're the top of the tier. They grow and they grow and they grow and they grow until they're so big that they become corrupt themselves and then the cycle continues. Why? Because it's human nature goes back to the same statement we made before because we're putting our trust in a human entity instead of a higher entity and a higher power that many on the other side of the aisle have forgotten because they look at the government as their own religion that does it for us podcast up in a little bit back at it tomorrow until then be your own voice of reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio tomorrow hey it's andy hoosier you know when i get off the air every day the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over that's why now i'm so happy to say that the hoosier media network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts it's been a long time in the works and now you can finally enjoy more great content services and topical shows we're the safe space for alternative talk information and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media